0: It's Saturday in the fourth week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolldorf. We continue our spiritual pilgrimage to the Roman Stations by gathering first at Saint Angelus in Piscibus, or Sant'Angelo in Pescheria. Uh, you, this little church you wouldn't even notice if you didn't know it was there um, ahead of time. It's built into the ruin of the Portico of Octavia, which is in the Jewish ghetto. And the area of Rome that we're in right now is called the Rione Sant'Angelo, after this church, which is entrusted to the cleric's regular minor, not to be confused with the minims established by St. Francis of Paola, whose feast it is today and whom we commemorate in Mass. And then we go from San Angelo in Pichibus over to San Nicola in Carcere, which isn't very far at all. And I have a personal connection to this church. As a seminarian, I was assigned here for Sunday duties and also took over the direction of a Gregorian chant scola that was comprised entirely of women. They sang like angels. And I was ordained a deacon in this church by the late and truly great Cardinal Paul Augustine Meyer, the holiest man I have ever met. St. Nicholas in Prison is named after the St. Nicholas who was imprisoned during the persecution of Diocletian. Nicholas was especially venerated by the Greek population in the sector of the city. Um, The name Nicholas, however, seems not to have been applied to this church until the medieval period. And the tag in prison perhaps refers to the fact that there was a prison nearby from at least the 8th century. The basilica is built into the remains of three Roman temples which once stood on the edge of the Forum Holitorium for the vegetable market of the ancient city. And it had beautiful frescoes inside, but along came Cardinal Rodrigo Borgia, who whitewashed the place. He was later elected as the infamous Pope Alexander VI. In a side chapel is an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, decorated with some of the first gold brought from the New World. And on the twelfth of every month, a Mass is celebrated there in her honor. There is preserved here a fragment of the cloak of the centurion Longinus, stained with the Lord's blood. And St. Gaspar del Bufalo founded the Confraternity of the Precious Blood here in 1808. I'm very happy to have a first-class relic of that great Roman saint. And just as a side note about the group that was established by St. Francis of Paola, um, their group in Ger- they were called the Minims, and their group in Germany started a brewery, and that is Paulaner beer. If you've ever had that, it has roots back to St. Francis of Paula, whose feast day it is today. From the Catholic Mass. Steps to Restore the Centrality of God in the Liturgy by Bishop Athanasius Schneider The essential dimension of prayer consists in personal contact with God. Regarding personal prayer, our Lord says in the Gospel, But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. Therefore, even public worship must be able to integrate this dimension, that of prayer of the heart one must always know how to pray in one's heart, even when one is in the midst of many other people. Prayer of the heart is important precisely in order to avoid what our Lord warned of in the Gospel of Mark. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. This is a very important point i
1: e